Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 55, 10 ways that God speaks to us. Can you hear me now? Hello? Can you hear me now? Welcome, everyone, to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies, changing nations. Hey, we want to see you healed. We want to see your mind renewed and transformed. We want to see you discover who you really are and all that God has uniquely created you to be and to do. It's going to be an awesome program today. I hope that introduction didn't freak you out too bad. I'm just playing off of this can you hear me now thing. I can't wait to get started, everybody. Let's do that right now. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you with us on the program, episode number 55, and uh, just a little toying around with you today in the introduction, but I wanted to just uh, just emphasize that it is so critical that we have our ears open, our hearts awakened, our minds engaged and tuned in to the leadership of God in our lives. And for a number of weeks now, I've been sharing on our Monday Mastery program, the video segments about relating with God as Father. I hope you're tracking those. There's probably eight or nine videos in that series, and I'm getting a lot of fantastic feedback about that, and I know it's something that will be a, a help to you if you'll really engage the thought process that we're presenting there. On our latest full episode of this podcast, we shared with you on how to hear God's voice, how to follow his voice. And I just, I want to pose this question right up front today. Why is this even important? How relevant is, quote unquote, the voice of God in our lives, our day-to-day lives, our, our getting up, our lying down, our work, our business, our home life? Is it really important to have the kind of relationship with our maker that we are engaging him not just in some surface conversation, but in real, active, powerful, uh, enlightened engagement so that what is on his mind is actually what's on our mind. Whatever he's doing today, we engage with what he's doing today. Why is that important? Well, You may recognize that for a number of weeks, maybe even months now, it's been a real focus of mine personally because for me, and I've been a believer, a Christian my entire life. Now, you know that I function in the business world. I function in the personal development space. I'm a strong believer in the seven mountain strategy that is to really engage all the spheres of our cultural makeup, those areas that influence and shape our culture. But at the baseline of all of that is, in fact, our relationship with God and the significance of that. And I want to stress to you that in my own life, having been in and around Christianity since I was a newborn, uh, I never fully recognized what that really meant. In fact, I was more of an institutional guy, and I my relationship with God was facilitated through the means and the mechanisms presented to me by God's 
church, as it were, in the earth. And yet, even though I really had a heart to do good for God, the fact was God had a bigger heart to do good for me, and I just wasn't getting that. So the last couple of years, God has really had me on this quest to to learn who he is, to know him in a different perspective, to engage with him on a level that is so personal, so real, so authentic, so meaningful. And what I want to communicate to you today is that is applicable to every single area of my life, my my personal heart, my own life, my own development. It applies there. My marriage the relationship that I have with my wife is deeply impacted by the continuity and the significance of the relationship that I carry on every day with my father. That relationship that I have with my children and how I engage with them as a, an earthly father is deeply impacted, very much affected and shaped by my relationship with my heavenly father. What about my business? And I I work in several businesses. I own several businesses and and facilitate the the leadership role in a number of ministries. How do I do all of that and yet exclude him, the one who called me to this work, the one who created me, the one who gave me my personality style, the one who gave me my my spiritual gifts, the one who gave me certain inclinations toward talents and skills and abilities and strengths? He wired me to do something. How could I possibly go about doing that work and exclude him from the day-to-day operations of it? You see, I'm learning, ladies and gentlemen, that he wants me to include him in my day-to-day life. But I don't want to just include him in my day-to-day life. I really need to make him the managing partner in this venture. So how do we do this? Well, On this program today, I want to share with you a number of things, not the least of which is 10 specific ways that I believe God speaks to us. And you're going to be surprised because it's not not some movie-produced, deep, baritone voice out of the dark spaces of all chasms and God speaking, you know, out of a burning bush and all. It's, it's not about that. God speaks to us in simple things, simple ways, but yet he speaks so profoundly. And I want to share with you the 10 ways that I've discovered and how those 10 ways can make a tremendous difference in your life. Well, before we get deep into our subject matter today, I really want to take a few minutes here and just stress to you that we have a very important event coming up on October the 10th and 11th, 2014, right here in Texas. We are bringing the Ties That Bind live intensive encounter to Houston, Texas. If you're not familiar with the Ties That Bind, the Ties That Bind is really a flagship teaching, a training course that we developed a number of years ago out of our own personal healing, our own personal experience, and those things that we were learning through the process of becoming what God had called us to be. And one of the processes we had to go through was severing and cutting off and separating ourselves from 
those things that were holding us back, real old relationships, emotional ties, maybe some covenants or contracts or business deals we had been engaged in. In some people's cases, as was mine, sexual soul ties, relationships that I'd have physically with other people, and I had to deal with those in a really precise way so that I could be liberated and freed to move into my tomorrows. And so this teaching takes us through the process of identifying unhealthy and ungodly soul ties, unhealthy and ungodly connections. This is like an umbilical cord where life is being taken from you. There are withdrawals being made from your life source. We want to help you to identify what those limiting things are and help you to sever those. This is one of the most powerful teachings I've ever been a part of, and we're bringing it to Houston, Texas on October 10 and 11. If you want to be a part of that, I encourage you to go to brianholmes.com forward slash TTB hyphen Houston. That's TTB dash Houston. And if all you can remember is brianholmes.com on the front page, you'll see a couple of places there you can click. It will take you to the information page and how you can register there. I want to just make sure you know the Ties That Bind is coming to Houston, Texas in just about a month, October 10th and 11th. I would love to see you there as a part of that. Also, quickly, we're going to Romania, part of our leadership initiative. We're going to be pouring into some pastors there. For more information there, you can also visit brianholmes.com. Well, to our biblical principle today, we're talking about the importance of not only hearing God's voice, but having his voice active in your life, your day-to-day life. Specifically, we're going to arrive at 10 ways you can watch for that voice and that activity in your own life. Let's read a couple of passages from the scriptures here that I believe will certainly help us to, to launch off into this great subject, Psalm 81, verse 13, 14 says, Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. And verse 14 says, I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Wouldn't it be cool if God himself just came down here and wiped out all the opposition? Well, apparently, if we would listen to him and walk in his paths and his ways, He's promised in his word he would do that for us. Proverbs 22, verse 16 to 18 says this. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your mind to my knowledge. See, there's there's different levels of knowledge and knowing and his knowledge, what he knows is greater than what I know. His ways are above my ways. Verse 18 in Proverbs 22 says, For it will be pleasant if you keep them with you, that they may be ready on your lips. Those words of wisdom, that knowledge that he possesses. We want to we want to acquire that. We want to have that. We want to obtain that. And you can every day. One more quick passage here. This should be very familiar to you. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding in all of your ways. How many? A few? Some? All but the business stuff? All but the marriage stuff? No. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, 
and he will make your paths straight. So, oh, that my people would listen to me and walk in my ways. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your mind to knowledge. And then trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Well, that should give us a, a really awesome place to jump off today. You know, I was just two weeks ago at a personal time of retreat, and you've heard me speak on this program about 2012, January, when I went away for a very dedicated and very focused time with the Lord. And uh, in fact, the ministry that puts on these events that are just so powerful and so uh, fluid and so ripe with possibility it's a group called Fellowship of the Sword. You can find them at fellowshipofthesword.com. I encourage you, anything they do, the quest for men, the heart quest for ladies, uh, the couples quest for married couples. Uh, I was on an event a couple of weeks ago called Fire, Dreams, and Visions, specifically uh, an event where an atmosphere and an opportunity is created where you can get away quiet away from the phones, away from internet, no distractions, and really hear from the Lord concerning vision for your life. And this particular event really had an impact on me, as you might imagine. And I I find that we often go to God when we're in crisis, when things are hitting the fan, so to speak. We, we oftentimes run to him. It's like drop a quarter in, I need a right now word, and I, I'm i a little bit leery anymore of that philosophy or that way of life because that is not relationship. That is, that's the wrong approach and the wrong mindset, I believe, toward how we're to relate with God. And a couple of weeks ago when I was away, I, I went with some specific things in my heart and mind that I wanted to seek God's wisdom on, seek his knowledge on concerning my life, concerning my future, concerning the ministry he's called us to, the businesses that he's called us to start this year. And I wanted to just get clarity. And it's amazing to me that when you get away from whatever your normal surroundings are and you make an intentional effort to unplug, how things become really clear. And I will say to you that that event, boy, I could share with you a number of things that took place personally for me, and I might do that in another episode. But Where I'm at today is I believe many of us are finding ourselves in a season where God himself, our heavenly father, is inviting us, literally inviting us. It's just an invitation. You don't have to go, but he's inviting us to learn what it means to truly be led by the spirit, to to really follow him to trust his leadership, and in all of that, of course, hear his voice. And our challenge many times is that we have assumed that the only way God speaks is in a church service or through a prophetic word from some celebrity prophet. And I, those of you who don't have a clue what I just said, it's okay but many people who will listen to this podcast know what I'm talking about. We we idolize, we we lift up certain people because 
they have and they do operate in a strong gift of being able to speak something from heaven towards our life. But I think we have limited God as to how he really wants to speak to us because I don't have to have, and I'm, I'm grateful. And by the way, I've been the recipient on many occasions of very strategic, very specific, and very laser words that God has spoken into our life through someone else. That's one of the ways God speaks. But I don't have to have that because the truth is God is always speaking. He's always talking. He's always exuding his heart. He, he's extending his heart, his mind, his, his will, his plans for us because he created us for communion, for fellowship with him. Therefore, the conversation, as far as I'm concerned, has never ended. God didn't just stop speaking one day and say, nope, I'm done talking to individuals. Now I will only talk through certain people. No, not at all. I think we need to shift our mindset away from looking for a, an event to take place as it relates to hearing God's voice and shift and transition now towards a lifestyle of listening and hearing and being with him. And that's going to require something of us that's probably uncomfortable. And that is we have to deal with the noise. And noise comes in all kinds of, of forms. Noise is emails popping into the inbox, Facebook and Twitter posts and direct messages and instant messages and texting and phone ringing 24,000 times a day, uh, just noise. And then noise comes in the form of news networks and talk radio and really meaningless jabber that we feed into our minds. Just noise. We are surrounded 24-7, seven days a week with tremendous amounts of noise. And that's a challenge. We're, we're challenged with busyness, not business, Busy, B-U-S-Y dash Ness. <laughs> We're all busy. Isn't it amazing how the idea of just chilling on the front porch in a rocking chair and sipping a cup of coffee and chatting up, chatting it up with the neighbors. Man, I don't even know half of my neighbors anymore. Why? Because we're all so driven. We're all so busy. We're, we're just moving at 100 miles an hour with gust up to 600 knots. And we're just always going and moving and shaking. And if, if we have a down moment, we get uncomfortable because we think we have to be doing something. What a disease in our culture that we sense that we must always be doing, 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 doing. Then, of course, various levels of distractions. Even our work can become an idol. And so with all of these challenges, in order to, to position ourselves so that we can begin to walk in this kind of relationship we're talking about here, we must be intentional about dealing with these things. We must be intentional without turning the volume down on the noise. We must be intentional about really uh, grabbing a hold of our calendar and our life and saying, all right, enough is enough. We're going to push pause for a little while here, and we want to just get still and see, you know, what is God saying concerning our life right now? Sometimes we have to readjust our lives and eliminate, and I mean eliminate distractions. Turn off the cell phone. 
Unplug the doggone computer. Get off of the stinking internet. Turn off the flipping TV. These are all things that we busy ourselves with that are distractions, and it's just this volume of noise and and all of that. Yes, God is speaking, but are we hearing? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Well, I could go on and rant just a little bit longer, but I want to just share with you something that I think will, will impact you. I believe it's going to impact you, and that is God is not just wanting to speak to you about spiritual things. I want you to hear me. God is is not some spooky, spiritual, goosebumpy sort of a guy who just wants to every once in a while invade our space and make us feel overwhelmed spiritually. No. I, I need you to know that he is to be integrated and assimilated into every part of our life, our job, If you own a business, the business that you own and operate every day, not only including him, but making him, as I said a while ago, the managing partner, his say actually carries weight, which means I've got to listen to what he's saying. My marriage, my relationship with my kids, if you're in ministry, and oh, I want to speak to pastors and and frontline leaders right now. I've been in ministry and pastoring for a number of years, and I will tell you, that even though we are quote-unquote functioning in this optimum level of role and responsibility in in the local church setting, of all people, we can become the most disconnected from the voice of God. Yes, I said it. We can actually become so disenfranchised by all the stuff we're dealing with that we are even though we're quote unquote doing the work of God, we are not doing the work with God because he's not even involved. We're just doing what we know to do. We're surviving. And pastors, listen to me. I will promise you from my own experience, it is a deadly track that we put ourselves on because we get ourselves in situations where we are literally emptied out and we are operating in deficit and we are directionless as it relates to the Holy Spirit and his leading And we are just doing out of our own flesh. And that is a dangerous place for some of you. I know it has been for me on numerous occasions. If you're in full-time ministry, if you are in full-time engagement in a local church setting, whatever the staff position may be, I want to encourage you, you must take time to decompress, declutter, and get alone with the Lord and get filled up again. There's a great church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area here, and it is my understanding that one of the requirements, the requirements of their full-time pastoral staff, and that's probably 100 people or more, is that every year, every one of those people are required to take a four-week sabbatical, not vacation, that's in addition to their vacation time, a time where they get away in private, alone, decompress, and just be with the Lord and get filled up again. What a brilliant thing that is. In fact, I I commend that senior leader for having the, the foresight to understand the value of that. What about the area of our friendships? Does God speak about those? Does he, does he have the capacity to lead us and guide us and teach us his ways concerning those friendships and relationships? Sure he does. 
for you younger listeners out there, those of you who are in high school or in college, what about those decisions that you need to make regarding what school to go to, what major, what classes to attend, what professor do you want to lend your ear to and open your heart to? Do we even consider God's voice being a part of those very key and very important decisions in our life? You know, just recently, and this may surprise some of you, but you know, last year about this time, you all were uh, being very patient with me because I was grieving and mourning over my son leaving home, and I talked quite a bit about it. And this summer, he comes home, and he sits down with my wife and I, and he says, Mom, Dad, I I really, I don't know, I just sense that God is speaking to me about, about coming home and, and doing my schooling here in Dallas. And I said to him, I said, Son, well, is that an emotional decision you're making? Is, did something happen at school? He says, Dad... I love my school. I really love all my friends. I didn't have any bad experiences. I love dorm life. I love hanging out. I loved my classes. I love my professors. Just all in all, it was a fantastic experience for him. But he said, you know, in my heart of hearts, I just sense that God is speaking to me that I need to be connected with people that are going to challenge me, people that are going to to develop me as a leader, people that are going to help me to get where God is taking me. And at college, even though I'm having fun, those those relationships, he said, are surface. And he says, I, I'm hungry for relationships that take me down the road to where God is taking me. And I believe God's saying, I need to come back home. What a shock that was to us because my, my son is the kind of kid, I could drop him right now in the mountains of Afghanistan and by tonight, by sundown, He'd be having a, a meetup and a party with, you know, everybody out there because he just he's the kind of kid that he loves to see the world. He loves to do things. He loves to meet people. And yet somehow and I'm so grateful. Oh, I'm so grateful. And not that he's home so much. I mean, yes, that's a blessing in, in a way, but it's different. But I'm, I'm not I'm grateful that somehow in the process of God developing him, he has understood my son has understood the value of listening to that still small voice. So we prayed about that decision for a, for a couple of weeks together, and I, but I said, son, this is your decision. You're a grown man now. You're 19 years old, and I, if I can teach you anything in this season of your life, it's how you can hear the voice of God for yourself. So mom and I are going to pray with you. We're going to be believing with you. We're going to stand with you. We'll give you our counsel and advice if you want that, but I want you to hear for yourself. I travel overseas. I land in Zambia. I get a phone call from my son as he's just waking up here in the States. And he says, Dad, I feel like I woke up this morning and, and I had a total peace and I'm staying in Dallas. So I'm, I'm saying to somebody out there, things that we don't even think about really inquiring of the Lord about, these things matter. They matter. Your business matters. Your marriage matters. Your kids, your ministry, friendships, decisions, jobs, all those things matter to Father. And he is so willing to clue you in on what you and I can't see. Because he sees a perspective we don't see. So how are we going to do this? How how do we go about developing the habit of listening and including him? Well, I'm going to give you a few things here before I give you the 10 ways. And I think these are important as a prerequisite to set the, the stage for this kind of relationship. Number one, I believe it's critical that you create or set aside intentional time. You can't just in a random way expect that God, and does God speak randomly? Sure he does. I can just be going about my day and God can drop something in my heart. Yes, I get that. 
But I, there is such value in blocking off time, be it daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, but setting aside time to go away and unplug and disconnect from all the stuff and just focus on one thing, and that is, Dad, what are you saying today? The second thing is to create, and I'm going to use the term altar here, create an altar, which simply means create a designated place, a sacred place. You know, and let me give you an example of that. That might be a room in your home. It might be your back porch in your favorite patio furniture chair. It might be for some, as it is for me, I go away to a cabin or there's a couple of different cabins that I go and stay at in the state of Oklahoma. And in Oklahoma, uh, beautiful mountains on the river. And for whatever reason, that's become a very sacred place to me. I can go there and tap in immediately, but it's an altar. It's a sacred place that I have found is a place where God tends to want to meet me. Another place uh, is the ranch where we go for our Fellowship of the Sword events. And I'm able to find my way down to the river and just there's Anywhere on that river, I can just plop myself down and immediately, immediately, I'm I'm in an environment that is conducive to hearing God's voice. Third thing is, develop the discipline of being alone with him. Now listen, if you're married, I want you to catch this metaphor. If you're married and you never, ever, ever ever take time to just go away, you and your wifey or you and your husbandy. And you're constantly surrounded by friends, family, people, kids, mom-in-laws, dad-in-laws, and, and there's never space for there to be intimacy. And I'm, not, I'm just talking about sexual relationships between a husband and wife. I'm talking about heart-level connectedness. I will tell you that you will have a certificate of marriage, a license, you will have a ceremony to look back on, and you might even have coexistence under the same roof. You might have kids and all kinds of busy things going on in your life. You will not have the type of covenantal relationship that God desired for you to have as a married couple because there is value in spending time alone with the person that you cherish the most. And anyone who's been married very long knows that if you don't make time for those kinds of of seasons away, then you're not benefiting from what it could be in the long run. Now bring that across to our relationship with God. We are called the bride of Christ. We are, in fact, his bride. And I will tell you that in order to have a relationship with him, we have to develop the discipline of being alone with him We can't bring our work into our devotion time. We can't bring our, our, you know, our jams. And I, I I like music when I'm praying and, and, and meditating. I have instrumental. I'm just talking about, we can't bring the distractions with us into the bedroom. You feel me? (laughs) We, We can't bring our stuff into a place that is sacred and expect that we're going to receive the benefits of what that relationship could be, and we have all this extra baggage with us. We have to be alone with him. Number four, I can tell you that we need to eliminate distractions. That seems obvious, but computer, kids, unnecessary noise, cell phone. You know, I was 
on this retreat just a couple weeks ago and out in the boonies there, the hill country of Texas. Uh, I had to walk nearly a half a mile to get a phone signal just to check on my family. But that was a blessing because while I'm engaged all day long every day with my time with the Lord, the phone wasn't ringing. And by the way, if you're in a place where you have phone signal and you need to be alone with him, turn the doggone phone off. Can you hear me now? Turn the computer. I didn't check my emails for five days. Do you know how many hundreds and hundreds of emails I had when I got back? And I knew I was going to have all kinds of stuff to sort through. But here's the piece. I valued what I was going to receive as a result of dedicating this time away more than I valued even the time it was going to take me to sort through all the stuff when I got back. Eliminate distractions. Eliminate distractions. And last thing in that creating the environment piece is you want to to have some means to create an atmosphere that's conducive to God's presence. Uh, you don't want to be in a strife-filled environment. You don't want to be in a, a distracting, noisy place. You want to have some means, whether it's putting on some music or or getting out with nature, whatever it may be, just find a way to create an environment that is conducive to his presence. So let me give you now the 10 ways that I've discovered that God speaks to us. Some of these are going to be really obvious, but others I believe are going to challenge you to think differently. Number one, of course, is he speaks through his word. That is the Bible. There is no other book on the planet that contains the life of God as does the Bible. Every word inspired by the Holy Spirit, written by men who were anointed and moved upon to describe for us what they heard and sensed God was saying, and the principles, the the laws, and I don't mean the law in the sense of the old covenant. I'm talking about the, the spiritual laws and the dynamics and the principles and the blessings that are prescribed there and, and spoken on us there. What is contained in the word of God speaks to you if you'll open your heart to it. Number two, obviously God speaks to us in prayer and meditation. Now, I want to talk to you about this for just a moment. Prayer is not us talking to God. Prayer, by definition, is communion. It is two-way communication. It is us engaging in conversation. Please hear me when I say prayer is much more conversational than it is uh, monologue. And I would encourage you to practice the art of communicating in conversation in your prayer time. Speak to God your heart. But then be quiet and let him talk to you because what kind of a person are you or I if all we do is all the talking? Meditation, that's when we don't say anything. We just we just meditate on his goodness, meditate on his worth, meditate on his word, meditate on his heart, meditate on what pleases him. And in doing that, God downloads into us phenomenal understanding and revelation and wisdom. So first his word, second in prayer and meditation. Third, God speaks through nature or creation. I will tell you that in my older age now, approaching 50 in a couple of years, more and more I enjoy being outdoors or sitting on the front porch overlooking a river and hearing the birds and hearing the crickets and watching the animals move and the deer trapes across the field. I just, there's something about being outside that is 
really awakening something in me in this particular season. And another place that I find tremendous, tremendous atmosphere for hearing God's voice is whenever I am at the ocean. And at least once a year, we are, as a family, find our way to some place that's near water. And we just, there's just something about it. You can't help but just stare at it and listen to it and take it all in. And I believe that through nature, through his creation, God speaks to us. Number four, God speaks to us through relationships or he speaks to us through other people, other people. I said early in this program that I don't have to have a celebrity to come and give me a word. And that's true. But I will tell you some of the most viable, meaningful things that God has ever uh, spoken to my heart that has really penetrated the essence of who I am have come from people who I walk in covenant relationship with. And sometimes it might even be a total stranger that in some moment I, I meet them at a, an engagement or a speaking engagement, and they say something to me that in their mind is just conversation, but in God's economy, it's God saying, hey, did you hear what I just said? So God speaks to us through other people. We have to be consciously aware that God speaks to us through other people. Let me just say this to some who argue that they don't need anybody in their life to tell them what to do. Well, I get that. I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. But what most people mean when they say that is they don't want to have anybody close enough to them that has permission to have input. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is contrary to everything taught in Scripture. You cannot be an island and isolate yourself from other believers. What? How can the ear say to the eye, I don't need you? There are people in your sphere that you need more than you recognize. And yes, I know God can speak directly to you, but guess what? I'm telling you now, he speaks through people. And sometimes it's people that we may have ought with or may have struggles with. That's why forgiveness is so important because I may actually reject someone who has something that God has sent them to speak into my life at a critical moment. And by pushing them away or rejecting them, I might miss what they have for me from the Lord. God speaks through relationships. Number five, related to that somewhat, God speaks through godly counsel and godly wisdom. That These are men or women who possibly have years on us, and maybe not. Maybe they're not older than us, but for whatever reason, God has crowned them with certain experience and exposure and understanding and wisdom and because of that, they are at a place in their life ahead of where we are presently, and they're able to speak into our circumstances, speak into our lives, speak wisdom beyond our years, speak uh, understanding about certain things that they've already walked through, but I haven't yet. And so I, I know the Bible says that in the multitude of counsel, surrounded by counsel, there is safety. And so I encourage every one of you to have a mentor, have a coach, have a, a spiritual leader, someone that you know has your heart and loves God enough to love you enough to speak truth to you when you need to hear truth. Godly counsel and wisdom. Number six, God speaks through those who are in spiritual authority in our lives or spiritual coverings. And if that's a foreign concept to you, then I encourage you just to Kind of do some research on that idea, but I believe that everything God does, he does in order, and therefore I would not attempt 
to live my life without a few people who I have submitted my life to. I've said, listen, I know I'm God's man, and I know he has a destiny for me, but I also know that he uh, He speaks through men and women in authority so that I can walk in authority. Remember the centurion? The centurion comes to Jesus and has this need in his own family, and and Jesus recognizes, okay, this guy is a centurion. He has at least 100 men under his command. But he didn't flaunt his authority. What he did was he says, I am a man under authority. So he did not tout the idea that he had authority over 100. He simply communicated to Jesus, I, I want you to know that I understand what authority looks like, and I'm a man under authority. And so it modeled for us this idea that spiritual authority and spiritual covering is one of these essential pieces that we must have in our lives if we're going to really succeed. And those who are in that measure of authority and covering in our life, God speaks to through them, speaks to us through them. Yesterday, I was with uh, a dear brother who has had tremendous influence in my life over the years, since I was a teenager, actually. And I felt to say to him, in this season, as I'm embarking on a new journey, as I am moving into a new place, as I am coming into a new expression of what God has for us uh, for right now, I'm asking you, if you would prayerfully consider being one of those men who I submit myself to, and I, if you see anything in me, you, if, God, if God speaks to you for me, you have my permission to openly and freely communicate what you hear the Father saying concerning my life. And that's important, I believe, to our journey. So number one, his word. Number two, he speaks through prayer and meditation. Number three, through nature and creation. Four, through relationships and other people. Number five, he speaks through godly counsel and wisdom. Number six, he speaks through those in spiritual authority in our lives. Number seven, God speaks through events and circumstances. Big things happen. Major events, crisis moments, tragedy moments, moments of great victory, moments of great discovery, whatever the event or circumstance is, most times when you're going through a moment that you recognize is a significant moment in your life, somewhere embedded in that event or that circumstance or that moment is God speaking to you concerning your tomorrow, your next month, your next year. God speaks through events and circumstances. Number eight, we know that God speaks through preaching, exhortation, teaching, prophecy. So I do believe very strongly that we should be seeking out those voices that are teaching us, pouring into us, exhorting us, imploring us to good works, challenging us to grow, to do better. Those are all ways that God speaks to us. Right now on this podcast, as I am sharing these thoughts with you, someone is being spoken to by God because I'm sharing what I'm sharing. So God speaks to us through exhortation, through teaching, through communication by other people. Number nine, God speaks through music. Oh yeah, he does. Music is the universal language. Music is probably the most powerful communicative medium known to man. There is nothing that moves the soul of a man like music. I am a musician. I have, from the time I was old enough to prop myself up and pull myself up against the record player, big fat stereo we had in our living room and move around to the music, I 
music is in me, and I cannot hear music without being moved. And the thing is, if you subscribe to, and by that I mean if you purchase and own and, and listen to music that is uplifting, music that is building you up, music that is uh, conducive to surrounding you with the presence of God, worship-type music, praise-type music, uh, vertical-type music, I call it, music can create a space through which God can speak to you very clearly as well. And number 10, finally, God speaks to us through our conscience, our conscience, the spirit part of us that's tied to him, but yet it's very much a part of us. And when we cross a line, that conscience says, nope, 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 no, you shouldn't have gone there. God speaks to us through our own conscience. It's that, this is what the Bible refers to, I think, as that still small voice, that little, eh, not sure you need to do that. Not sure you should trust that person. Not sure you should go into that business deal. Not sure you should uh, necessarily uh, go about buying that car. Whatever the case may be, that still small voice, God speaks to you through those as well. I want to review these one more time. Ten ways God speaks to us. He speaks through his word. That is the Bible. He speaks to us in prayer and meditation. Through nature and creation. He speaks to us through relationships, other people. He speaks to us through godly counsel and wisdom. God speaks to us through spiritual authority figures in our life. He speaks to us through events and circumstances. God speaks to us through preaching, exhortation, teaching, podcasts. How about that, huh? Number nine, he speaks to us through music. And number 10, he speaks to us through our conscience, that still small voice. I want to leave you today with this question. In what ways, having gone through this list with me today, in what ways do you recognize that God has been speaking to you? In what ways? Maybe it's some of these 10, maybe it's other ways. But in what ways do you recognize that God has been tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, I, I want to have a conversation with you about this. And my next question is, is haunting maybe, but I want to ask you, are you listening? Are you tuned in? Are you able to tune out the noise and set yourself apart and really be intentional enough that you can hear clearly the leadership and the direction and the answers God's wanting to give you by being engaged with you in your day-to-day life. In what ways do you recognize that God's been speaking to you and are you listening? I want to invite you regarding those two questions to go to the show notes of this episode, brianholmes.com forward slash zero five four. Scroll down to the bottom in the comments section there and just share with us In what ways do you recognize God's been speaking to you and are you listening? How can you listen better? Share with us what's happening. It's going to help somebody else for you just to put it out there. And I really, really know that if you will engage this process of learning what it means to hear his voice, follow his voice, be engaged with him day to day, it will make a massive difference in your life. Well, just a quick reminder, 
The Ties That Bind is coming to Houston, Texas, October 10 and 11, 2014. I'm telling you, folks, this is going to be a powerful time with hundreds of like-minded people who are engaged in moving forward, becoming all that God has created them to be. We're going to be casting off limiting beliefs, limiting connections. We're going to be uh, separating ourselves from all that's been holding us back so we can go out and become all that God has really designed us for. I hope you'll be a part of it. October 10 and 11, 2014 in Houston, Texas. You can go to brianholmes.com forward slash TTB dash Houston. TTB. That's Tango Tango Bravo dash Houston. Going to be an awesome time. We want you to be there. Well, I mentioned earlier about our Romania Leadership Conference that's coming up here in just a few weeks, and we still need some help with that as we are supporting hundreds of pastors to attend and leaders to attend that they can be poured into, trained, developed, and released to really go out and make an impact on their nation. I invite you to be a part of that as well. Well, as always, I want to invite you to subscribe to us in iTunes and If you would be so kind as to rate the podcast and leave a review, that will sure help us in getting the word out about this this program. We'd sure appreciate that. I want you to share it with your friends on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all that. Until next time, know this. We love you. We believe in you. Be right back here next week.